Welcome back to Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, the Bundesliga podcast that covers everything in the English language about Eintracht Frankfurt. The best club in the Bundesliga, the best club in Germany, the best club in Europe, and the best club in the world, for the matter of fact. But we're only just a little bit biased here, just a teensy-weensy bit, but... I am going to be your unique host for the second straight episode uh, with uh, Hey, it's at Frankfurt. It is Matt from New York and helping me discuss our uh, little chaotic situation with the boys in red, black and white is my good friend, Jason, out in Wisconsin. Jason, hey, hey. how are we? Doing all right. Getting ready for another snowstorm, though. <laughs> Oh, man, that's what you get for living up north over there. Yeah, I'm telling you. <laughs> We've only had a few sprinkles here in New York where we usually have our snowstorms, but it's not hit the city here whatsoever, and I am quite fine with that. Yeah, I'm ready, um, for, I'm ready for it to be done. It's March. Let's be, let's let's move on. <laughs> I'm with you, man. It sounds like you're not really a big winter body. Yeah. I You know, I actually don't mind winter. But once it's March, it's time to move on. <laughs> I feel that. I don't know. The way the the way global warming is, I feel like our seasons are just shifting where we're going to have a much later, like, winter and going to have a much later, like, you know, summer and fall, yep. you know, where, like, I feel like we're going to hit 90 degree weathers even still in, like, October, possibly even November. But yep. who knows, man? This world is upside down. Um, but... I guess we're all upside down right now with this freaking Frankfurt team, you know? So, I mean, we should just kind of get right into it, you know? The boys played on Sunday, and it was a great, great first half. If you were a neutral fan, you know, super, super interesting, super high scoring. But, um, yeah, you know, we sit here with a tie uh, coming up after from a loss before, but pretty much a much needed win that we, you know, needed to kind of help our hopes in terms of like, you know, what's happening in the Champions League and stuff like that. I mean, Bayern and Dortmund are, you know, seem like they're running away with the the title race. But yeah, 2-2 um against Wolfsburg, Niko Kovac, and here we go here we go again with another shit start for ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, this one was you're right. I mean, the first half was it was hectic. It just seemed like it was kind of back and forth. But I don't know. I thought we looked just overall. I don't know if we were tired or what. Um, but really, it just it didn't look like our usual Eintracht Frankfurt match. You're right. It didn't. And I feel like we haven't looked ourselves since, you know, playing Napoli. I feel like it's been a weird mental barrier where, you know, when we played Leipzig, you know, that the first five five minutes, you know, we got scored on. And, you know, right off the bat, we're thinking like, crap, like, this is just this is just not going to work well. Now here we go, deja vu again with Wolfsburg, where we get scored on the first ten minutes by Omar Mamouche. Uh, don't mind you. We'll talk a little bit about that situation later on. But um, it's it's we're not we're. I feel like Napoli is still just sitting in the back of our mind, and I feel like we're not going to get right again until you know we do play them uh, after we play a Stuttgart on Saturday. But this game, man, it just it just seemed like it was just something in the back of our heads just nagging about, you know, about the result, and it just kind of affected going into this game. I mean, yeah, it it's just tough. It's just tough. But I mean, you know, the the biggest biggest um, issue. I mean, but let's talk about the lineup. I guess we can kind of start off with that. I mean, So wasn't in there, which is a little bit surprising. 
Uh, he was out. What he was on? Uh, he had that uh, yellow card accumulation. That's right. That's yeah. right. And I think I mean that's why I need you. I think it really showed how much we need him in the lineup. Like Wolfsburg, in my opinion, control had had just controlled the midfield. Um, you know the, the cup. The the first goal. Uh, showed just how much we needed him. And there were a couple of times come out and Rota just, it didn't seem like they were on the same wavelength or same page. Um, so I don't know what was going on there, but, you know, we, we need so. Um, and if you look at like Wolfsburg attack, almost 30% was in the center. Whereas, yeah, you know, I mean, we were on the flanks, but they were down they the middle. Have- they have the best, what I consider is probably one of the best Bundesliga midfielders of all time, you know, with Maxi Arnold. Oh, I mean, yeah. He facilitates everything in there. He controls the whole, I mean, that's why they play a 4-3-3 sort of game because Maxi can hold hold his own down there. He can literally cover at least, you know, 60 to 70 yards of space, you know, front and back. He's a unbelievable box-to-box midfielder. Although, you know, he didn't assist that first goal for Marmouche. I mean... Either way, he still won the ball off of Rode, gave it up to, I think it was either Vima or Svanberg or something like that, that, you know, gave that long ball to Marmouche. But, I mean, yeah, it, the midfield was 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 definitely a big weak point for us today. I mean, I've always been – well, not always been because I wasn't on Kamada Island forever. But, you know, I always <laughs> always thought, you know, playing Kamada in the said midfield with Jibril So would definitely make Kamada, you know, a more effective player because he could run on – like be like that kind of final run when it comes into the final third of our attacking, um, you know, I guess momentum. But him and Roda did just, just not click. I mean, it just seemed like they ran into each other a lot. And I mean, it was, it just, it just didn't really click. I mean, it, it's kind of a tease how like they called it offsides in that goal and all of a sudden got called back. Usually you get that reverse and yeah. that actually exactly happened to us in the second half, which is, I don't know if, I don't know if ironic's the right word, but I call bullshit on that one. <laughs> um, but I mean, Kevin Trapp coming out on that line too. I mean, Kind of a no man's land a little bit. I understand the 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 um, the he- the anticipation or like the hesit or um, you know the the decision of doing that, especially if you're in a training camp with Manuel Neuer, who seems to do that all the time. But it was definitely a good try. But you know, I'm glad he was able to run out of the box now and kind of not not that or call that that was his mistake, but to understand to not do that ever again, especially as the season gets more crucial for us. Right. I don't know what you thought about that. Yeah, it's tough. Um, you know, and, and I have some sympathy because my oldest son is a goalkeeper. So, you know, it's one of those things where it's got to be done, but you never know what's going to happen. And you just kind of sit there and, and you're anxious, waiting to see what happens. And in this case, they scored. Um, yeah. But I thought also, going back to Kamada, he just, there's something going on where he is, he's like in a scoring drought. I mean, he had that, sh- he had a shot in the beginning that just like, he booted it. Um, way up in the into the stands or whatever, but I don't know. I don't know if it's you know the 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 possibility of of transferring out, and he's already kind of looking ahead or what. But something. I hope that he gets his 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 mojo back um, for the remainder of the yeah, season. You'd figure the because Andika is kind of that same boat, although Andika has been kind of struggling for a majority of the season right now. 
um, it definitely seems like he is a little bit distracted with like, you know, other things, you know, whether he's going to go to Dortmund or, you know, whatever, whatever he's looking to go ahead. But it seems like he's just having these conversations already, which is uh, showing his lack of focus in these games. And, it's you know, it's like you said, it's clearly showing in these past few games. Um so that's definitely a good point. That's something we have to like keep an eye on. But you know the reports keep coming in and keep coming in. But that we'll, we'll talk about that later yeah. on. But how are you feeling about the uh, speaking of Indica? How are you feeling about our our back three? You know, you took you took my question right out of my words. I was going to ask you the exact same thing. I mean, I feel like we're sitting in the same spot as we did last year with like Hinterega. Uh, and Dika and Tuta, and I feel like we said the year before that um, with like Abraham, Hinti, um, and Indika. I feel like when it comes to the springtime with Eintracht Frankfurt, the defense is always non-existent, and maybe the and like maybe that's because it's the system, it's the three-four-three sort of system that we've been playing since the Kovac era. Because you know you play three in the back, you know it's it's you have a lot of offense, but it also comes you know with a lack of defense sort of situation. Um, but it's not good. It's it's really really not good. I mean, we're 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 literally draining Haseba out of all of his energy. I mean, he's you can. I mean, the the fight for him is there for sure. Um, but and like I said earlier, Andika has been kind of struggling all season long. Although you know this was kind of like a whirlwind of a game for him on this on this one. Um, but Tuta is getting annoying. Yeah, it's. It's the same. It's starting to get. It's getting a little too consistent now in terms of the lack of, um, you know, the lack of uh, decision making skills. You know, he he keeps um, stepping into situations where he's not supposed to be stepping in. He's not covering Haseba a lot because like he's not realizing that there's a 38, 39 year old man playing in the middle of the back and he shouldn't be moving up as much. Um, or on like the front end, you know, Buta and Philip Box, they should those those are the players that make those upward movements where you know Tuta needs to sit back because if Tuta pushes up, then there's only two defenders in the back, yep. and that is not a thing. I that is that is illegal. Totally agree. <laughs> totally agree. He's it's frustrating um, to watch because he does. I feel like he pushes up quite a bit, um, and and just like you said, when he pushes up, then. He's making some interesting choices uh, when he's he's got the ball, you know, dribbling when he shouldn't be dribbling. You know, he's he's not a forward. <laughs> he needs to just pass the ball and get back on the line, like, like you said, because once he pushes up, then you're left with Hasebe and Indica, and that's not uh, that's not fair to Hasebe, and it's not fair to Indica, who then has to try and pull, you know, cover for Hasebe. So, yeah, it's 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 maddening. Like it makes sense if Jubil So was in the lineup because he is that more box to box um player, definitely a little bit more on the defensive side of things, but not with Kamada or even fucking Roda in there. You know, I mean Roda's also kind of on his last legs right now. You can definitely tell he's he keeps running injured and Kamada just doesn't have a defensive gene in his body. So it, yep. it, it, like those are situations where especially if you're a professional soccer player, you should be real uh, understanding those those sort of situations. Like you know who would be understanding of those situations? Probably Kristen Jokic, probably Timothy Chandler, probably even Smolchich, you know? But it's, I, I look, it's the growing pains, right? It's, I, I don't know when we can start using the word growing anymore because he's definitely, we've definitely given him an extension a little bit on when he should be at his prime right now. And I feel like he's just not hitting that. Yeah. 
And speaking of Jakic, I you know I you know he doesn't he hasn't been getting a lot of playing time, but I like him when he comes on. He's just he's got some uh, some grit to him. Like he has got some energy and some passion when he plays. So I'd like it's to see him a little bit power. more. What's that? It's literally it's that Croatian power, man. Yeah. I mean, that's why we started him against Napoli, you know, because he can be that bully against like you know Chucky Lozano or freaking Osman uh, Osman or however the hell you want to freaking pronounce his name. I mean, that's the kind of guy that is kind of you know we'll get into the nitty gritty of the of the game. I mean, he will he will get a super yellow card, but that's yeah. completely fine because as long as he's in their heads, that's all that matters. That's why he's in there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we could have definitely used him against Wolfsburg here. Um, that 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 speaking of the defensive side of things here, I mean that second Wolfsburg goal was just not that should have never even been a goal. I mean, and DK wasn't even in front of him, wasn't even on the side of him. There was like at least a two yard gap between him and I don't even know who the hell scored that at the set piece goal, but. That is just a terrible, terrible defensive, you know, display from Antika. And I mean, it's it's interesting because, you know, I was hearing reports that like this was before the World Cup where like, you know, Barcelona was interested in him. Um, I think West Ham was another team. I think um, not Fiorentina. There's another. uh, I'm going to botch. I actually forgot what Serie A team was also interested in him. But it seems like I, I don't know. I just feel like his value is not there anymore. Yeah. Yeah, well, that second, I mean, the thing about that goal coming off the set piece is that, I mean, the team knew that Wolfsburg was pretty good with set pieces prior, you know, coming into the match. I mean, Glasner mentioned it in the pre-match presser. So I don't know what happened there. Like, where was the breakdown? We know there's a set piece. What are we doing? And we let one in. But it seems, I mean, that just seems to be a, a, a place where we struggle is defending set pieces. Where it's funny where we're actually so pretty damn good and like, you know, the offensive side of things on set pieces. I right. mean, Buta boots, boots with, I don't know if you could call Buta's, you know, cross a set piece, but, you know, that's still a, a great ball in the air. Um, but who's awesome? Buta is also on fire. He's a, he, he, he's definitely uh, a great, great asset for us for the next year, hopefully the next two years, um, if he doesn't continue go, going off. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 interesting <laughs> we're definitely in a we're as we're still i feel like we're still in a like do not panic mode we definitely should be worried but i feel like we shouldn't panic just as of yet i feel like we should like um kind of re- uh, really reassess like where we are as a team in terms of like you know panic mode or anything like that until we play napoli again because there's just something and i, I like i said i have no connection with the team like i don't talk to anybody in the locker room like my biggest connection to frankfurt is you and the listeners and brian and everybody else so I feel like once we have once we get rid of get get over this Napoli game next Wednesday, I feel like you know we're gonna come back to being you know the good team that we are. Um, but I'm I'm getting up, off track here. Um, I don't know if there's anything else you want to mention about the first half before we talk about the second half, which was a little bit of a snooze fest. No, no, we can we can move on. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, the only thing we mentioned about this the uh, the second half is you know another great RKM showing with that you know, but almost was a three two. I was called off sides. Yeah. I mean, that man is just. Oh, it's gonna be tough losing him. I know. That's all I'm gonna say. It's gonna be tough losing him, and then Indico almost scoring a second goal. I mean, 
he he's he literally had a three sixty game where you know he scored that second goal, played like shit defensively for the whole game, let that second goal happen against Wolfsburg, and then he almost scored another goal um <laughs> in the second half by hitting the post. Yep. So I mean, speaking of the posts, what is happening with the po- with the posts there? Trap- oh my god! Yeah, I mean- that was. <laughs> Want to put a little context to our listeners in case they didn't hear it or see it? Yeah, so at the beginning of the match, um, Kevin Trapp in goal uh, realized that one of the posts wasn't all the way down into the ground. Um, and the ground, so basically he took it upon himself. The, the ref had stopped play, and Trapp took it upon himself to pretty much do like a pull-up or two to try and you know use his momentum to, to push it down. And even then... Um, it wasn't all the way in the ground. But I was surprised because I thought that they would have tried to have taken care of that at halftime, but it didn't. They still had that problem. I, yeah. It's it, it was definitely a hilarious, hilarious scene. I mean, because I, 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 I was watching without, like, the noise, so I wasn't really making two and two things together um, until I started, you know, reading Twitter and I just started dying laughing. But you, you – you'd think the referee would stop the field because it kind of gives Wolfsburg an advantage, doesn't it? Because the one side is a little bit taller than the other side of the post, which gives them a little bit more surface area to score a goal, which is probably the most minuscule thing and most, you know, we could literally write a whole conspiracy theory about this game and how Wolfsburg should be deducted like three points and give us <laughs> three points because of that happening. But we're not going to do that. This is not an Alex Jones podcast. Um, so it's, Yeah. That was that was definitely a, a good thing, but um, I guess we'll move on from this game. You know, we tied other game. We haven't won our last. We haven't won last in our last three games. We haven't won in our last two Bundesliga games, and we are currently sitting in sixth place. And we are giving you know some other teams some life in terms of like their European chances. Yeah. Um. It's 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 definitely not a good sign because you know now we have Mainz kind of breathing down our necks. They've won four in a row currently. They they are on a hot streak. I mean, Wolfsburg has only lost two in their last five. So have Leverkusen. Um, and but here's the good news. You know, at least the teams above us have also been kind of struggling. Um, but you know, we'll go from the we'll go from the top to the bottom. So the title there's finally a Bundesliga title race. Bayern and Dortmund neck and neck with 49 points. We're not going to mention the goal differential because <laughs> obviously Bayern is just way too ahead of that. But Dortmund is putting pressure on them. They just lost their first game in 2023 um, against Chelsea last week. We don't, uh, The ULM Brown injury is going to be really, really tough for Dortmund. But, you know, they have – I feel like every time there is an injury, a new, you know, youngster, up-and-comer always ends up thriving there. So, you know, I feel like – I feel like the past two years of Dortmund have been a little rough in that sense. It's not happening this year. Um, yeah, the, the Julian Brandt injury f- from today. Um, that's gonna that's gonna be interesting to kind of pay attention to. I did see some footage of him walking after the match, unassisted, um, but limping. Um, so you know, if he's out this weekend, I could see you know like Gio Reyna stepped in for him. Um, so, you know, maybe perhaps this is an opportunity for Reyna to, to, to show what he can do, um, which, of course, yeah. would be good for the U.S. men's team. Of course, of course. I mean, he was he was thriving uh, at the beginning of the 2023 after the Men's World Cup, you know, kind of shutting up all the haters after his controversy with oh, Greg yeah. Berhalter. But it's a Frankfurt podcast, not a U.S. men's national team <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <True>. <laughs> 
Yeah, um, it, it'll be interesting, you know, because I think I think Dortmund now, you know, and I don't like this sort of cliche of well, once you once you're out of Champions League, then you can concentrate because everybody wants to keep going as far as they can in the Champions League. But I think now this is one of those things where it's going to get really interesting at the top because they are tied and Dortmund are out of the Champions League, which means they're just focusing on this and the Pokal. Exactly. And I feel, and the next time Dortmund and uh, Bayern play is actually April 1st, which is in Bayern on April Fool's Day. So I guess we'll find out who have that last laugh on that match day. Yes. Um, but that, like, like I said, you know, Union Berlin, Leipzig, and Freiburg all either dropped some points or didn't gain any points, which was obviously helps us in our favor. I mean, I have a feeling the magic in Union Berlin is finally over. They haven't won in their last three games. They tied tied two out of the three, but... Yeah, they haven't been I the same the team since over. the beginning. So, it, yeah. it'll be... Um, well, and then, you know, so... We still have a ways – like, we, we need six points. We we need a six-point gain on Leipzig and Freiburg if we want to get into that top five, top four spot. Um, but I think Leipzig and both those teams have a pretty decent schedules coming up for the next couple weeks. So we just have to make sure that we're winning, not pulling these, you know, win-loss, win-loss, draw schedule that we've had. We, we need to win and consistently win. Yeah, we need we need to be consistent with those things. I think that's definitely the key point. Um, but yeah, you know, we, we're sitting at sixth place. You know, I definitely think in terms of like, you know, season goals, I think third place is definitely still very doable. I mean, it's only five points out. You know, um, I feel like Leipzig is kind of a streaky team that, you know, you don't know what happens with them. I mean, they still have their game against Leipzig either tomorrow. I think it's tomorrow uh, or yeah, Leipzig versus Man City um, in the Champions League. So depending if they continue going on, which is very unlikely, maybe that will help make them drop points. But I feel like they're also another streaky team that can get us up there. And Freiburg, I mean, I don't know. They they haven't won in the last they haven't won in the last two games either. But they haven't lost. Their, <laughs> they've only lost one of their last five. So maybe they're just trying to figure some things out. Um, and then, yeah, you know, you have Mainz behind us, breathing behind our backs, like we said. We have Wolfsburg over there as well. Leverkusen also uh, only eight points behind, but I'm not, you know, counting them out too much. They're also a weird team this year. Yeah. Um, they're just weird, man. Um, then we mentioned Gladbach. It's like flip a coin, and then that's how that's how they decide how they play. Um, the bottom half of the table, however, <laughs> though, is... Uh, the bottom is crazy. A little bit of a clusterfuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we have one, two, three, four, five, oh, five teams right now fighting for relegations, uh, all within a point of each other, and goal differentials aren't too far from each other. But if, uh, but if you're Bochum or or Schalke, I'm I'm sorry to hear that, but yeah, you're kind of screwed on the goal differential side of things. But we have Hatta in 14th place with 20 points. And then 15th, 16th, 17th, and 18th place are covered by Stuttgart, Hoffenheim, Schalke, and Bochum, all at 19 points, all fighting for uh, survival in the Bundesliga. Damn, it's getting hot down there. Yeah, and what's interesting about Schalke is that they've actually been doing fairly well. Like, they haven't lost matches. They've all been draws and, you know, had the one victory. But it's, they're, they're so far down there that... Even then, having this sort of run, this spell that they've got, 
isn't doing too much for them because they're just so far down. It's it's interesting. They haven't lost in their, in their last five games. Yeah. They are the hottest team down there right now. I mean, Hoffenheim is free-falling right now, just tanking themselves uh, into the relegation spot. And Bochum has absolutely... Uh, the, see, the Bochum just hasn't looked like they've like, kicked a soccer ball between Mondays and Fridays. And, you know, whatever they do Saturday <laughs> and Sunday, they just, they just take the blindfolds off and see what happens. Yeah. But, I mean... Schalke is fighting for survival here, and they are clawing their way up, getting these massive results. They are on back-to-back wins for the first time in the Bundesliga since the last time they were probably in it. Um, and there's exciting things happening over in Gelsen- Gelsenkirchen. And I think this weekend um, is going to be the Riviera Derby. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I mean, we have next week is definitely going to be a... Uh, slew of games i mean well you know us playing in stuttgart which you know we'll get into in a little bit um and then you know we have the revere derby as you just mentioned um and i'm stalling here because for some reason only half of the the uh the fixture thing is showing up on my computer i've been having so many tech problems recently <laughs> well you got leipzig against gladbach um but the thing with leipzig is that Nkunku's injured again so once yep. he's back and fully healthy, then I think they're going to take off. But until then, um, you're right there. They could be a little bit streaky. But at the same time, Gladbach are just, I don't, you know, who knows with Flip them. a coin. Yeah. Um, Flip a coin. Mainz is playing Hertha. And with Mainz being on fire, that should be a decent match for them. Uh, and Freiburg are playing Hoffenheim. So there's, you know, top five team against See. bottom team. And then we have Wolfsburg against Union Berlin that Sunday as well, which yeah. could be kind of problematic for Union Berlin, which makes it good for Wolfsburg, but that's kind of a bittersweet situation for us. But that also depends if we come out of a result um, that week as well against Stuttgart. Um, yeah, I mean, is there anything else we should mention about the table here? Anything else that you want to highlight here, Jason? It's just a great season to be a Bundesliga fan. Isn't it? Oh, my God. I mean... You have your usual Premier League, like, you know, you have your top two, and then I don't even know what happens in the relegation zone, but we have a title race. We have a five-way freaking relegation race. We have a essentially six-way race for any sort of European tie right now. I mean... It's just, it's great. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun. I mean, hey, I, I always I always say it, and maybe a little bit of biasing, but I'll keep saying it. The Bundesliga is always a, the most entertaining top five league out of all of them. Totally agree. <laughs> All right. So next up, probably one of our favorite segments here. It is hashtag what are we drinking? Um, Jason, I mean, it's kind of cold up there, as you mentioned. Are you drinking anything to help the, the blood kind of stay warm? <laughs> Not tonight, but uh, this past weekend, I went to sort of a, just a good old standby, the Bell's Two Hearted. Love it. It's such a just a good beer. <laughs> is that brewed out in Wisconsin? No, Bell's is in Michigan. Oh, Bell's. Bell's. I thought you said Hell's. No, no, no. Bell's. 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 Yeah. <laughs> I should have made that connection. I don't know what is up with me there, too. No, <laughs> that one. Bell's. Sorry about um, that. <laughs> I was drinking. I'm not drinking anything tonight because it is a it is a Tuesday night. And I do have to get up early for work tomorrow. Yeah. I wish this was my full-time job, but it's not. But um, I was drinking some Sloop Brewing Company, or sorry, Sloop Juice from Sloop Brewing Company. 
Um, I don't know if you guys have Sloop over there by you. No, I've never heard of it. They're a delicious, delicious hazy IPA. If you like one of, the, if you like a, a good orangey hazy IPA, um, I would probably say all time favorite for me. Where are they out um, of? They're here and right in New York, baby. Yeah. Right here in New York. <laughs> Not only the best city in the world, but probably the best state as well. well Not biased. I just stirred up a whole debate over here. All the Frankfurt fans and like Carolina <laughs> and Austin, they're all going to be like, now, now you listen to here, sir. Now you listen to me. <laughs> um, but that will be it for segment one of Hey, Anti Frankfurt. We'll be back with some Frauen, with some other Frankfurt related news, and then we'll uh, talk a little bit about the Stuttgart game coming up this weekend. But stay tuned. And we are back from Hey Eintracht Frankfurt. I have Matt here from New York. We have Jason out in Wisconsin. We are holding down the fort here at Hey Eintracht Frankfurt World. Um, but now we got to talk about a little bit more, um, some good news here. You know, uh, Frauen, Frauen were back to back weeks here with the, they just played against Freiburg and it was not even a close game I mean we dominated through in and throughout we were taking shots left and right um well it was a one nothing game uh, in the first half you know nothing nothing too much happened I, I mean Nicole Nicole Onyomi um on her birthday pretty much had a great um had a great goal and then on top of that had a brace as well so she had two goals for us uh Gerardine Rotera had another goal for us and then Carlotta Wamuzab capped it off um, in the 90th minute after uh, Freiburg scored in the 83rd minute just to solidify our win. But, you know, it's kind of tough to kind of, you know, talk about these games sometimes because they're just not at all, you know, uh, streamed here in the U.S. I mean, we could go talk about some, you know, illegal streams and stuff like that, but we do would like to stay up as a podcast. <laughs> um, so we can't discuss too much about those links. But, um, yeah, you know, Great comeback um, after last week's loss, and you know it kind of it kind of came a bit with uh, some other better news with Wolfsburg losing as well their first game of the season. So I mean now that now there's a little bit of a Frauen Bundesliga title race. Bayern is only two points behind. Um, we are still seven points behind first place, but you know a lot can kind of happen in the Frauen Bundesliga. I mean we still have about what six seven games left of the season, so. Um, you know, Wolfsburg could drop points against Puttstab, you know, and they kind of have a strong schedule because after Putz, uh, they play Leverkusen this uh, this weekend, and then they play uh, Puttstab and then Bayern after that. So 
those are going to be tough back-to-back games for Wolfsburg where, you know, we could kind of catch up and make it a three-way um, title race for that. So um, we'll see. We'll have to say about, we'll see. Have to, we'll see what the Frauen can do. You know, they play uh, Werder Bremen again on Saturday. Um, that will be a 7 a.m. game. Um, I doubt there is a streaming service that us American uh, uh, users can watch. But if there is anything, definitely please let us know on any social media, um, Discord, Twitter, Instagram, um, Facebook, you know, whatever social media platform you have, you name it. If you know the stream, share it with us because we need some we need some found full spot in the morning because that's definitely a good hangover cure. <laughs> <laughs> I like I'm glad you like that one, Jason. Yeah. Um. So moving on from the Frauen, um, let's talk a little bit about some of our players. Um, I know I mentioned last week Kamenat to Dortmund was most likely. Um, now it seems like he is holding out. Yeah. Um, it was written today, actually, that he might be holding out for something in the Premier League, which is interesting given the fact that I don't think he scored now in eight matches or so, nine matches. Uh, so I don't, I don't know, you know, who's going to be looking at him over there, but that's, that's, that's the, uh, the skinny there. Yeah. Cause I know there's some Premier League teams that have been poaching some of our players. Cause I know Arsenal was talking a little bit to, uh, to Lindstrom, yeah. um, talking about his situation, you know, West Ham was, uh, out and about. I mean, we've always obviously made some deals with West Ham with Sebastian Haller and I think that's pretty much it, but yeah, I mean, I feel like it's always a dream, especially for um, um, a player coming from Asia, always wanted to play in the Premier League, you know. Um, but I feel like it would be a much better fit for Kama to go to Dortmund just to continue the, the Bundesliga playing style because, hey, you could be the best player in the world, like, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo uh, coming back into the Premier League and still not do well. Although, you know, kind of a terrible example because that's kind of how he made himself over there. But... Either way, I feel like the, the the transition from the Bundesliga to the Premier League is a very, very tough, very, very tough transition just because of different style play. Totally agree. You know, I don't think players, you know, sometimes realize just how big of a shift it is. Yep, exactly. And some of our Premier League still throws a bunch of money at them, like if unlike Chelsea, but, you know, that is a different conversation to have. Um Another player we definitely got to talk about, which we probably, which we already did, was Andika is pretty much almost gone. He seems to be in a bunch of you know conversations. I mean, the Barcelona was talking to him a little bit. Um, West Ham, um, like I mentioned uh, in the first segment, um, I still can't remember the Serie A team that was talking to him, but it seems like he is pretty much checked out. And I don't know if that's also because it's been reflective in his play because he hasn't been that great, but it's um, it's definitely. What Definitely was, what was sad. the news with yeah, what was the news with uh Barcelona not being able to sign people or something like that? Did you see that? Oh, that's been the same situation for the past two years, I feel like. Remember they were they had a whole transfer ban and they end up still signing a Yang? Yeah. Like it's I don't understand the whole La Liga situation because there's also a whole Catalonian versus the Spanish FA, uh, Spanish government situation, which I think meddles into the Spanish FA, uh, Spanish FA being Spanish Football Association. So I'm the last person to talk about that. But all I know is that even if you give them a transfer ban, they're still able to sign players. It doesn't matter. <laughs> they're going to find a way to it do really, it. It really doesn't matter. Um, but, you know, uh, Almani Torre, 
Not know if we call him a club legend, but definitely a club favorite in the locker room. Is also reporting to leave. You know, he's had a lot of injuries for the past few months with us. Um, kind of seemed like it was a little bit in the works, especially with like the rise of, you know, Buta. Um, you know, if you think we're ever going to get rid of Timothy Chandler, you must be on drugs because that's never going to freaking happen. Um, and then, you know, with Christopher, with Christopher Lentz, it looks like we're going to keep him a little bit as well. So at least we have some sort of depth within our back line. Oh, and not to mention Philip Mox, who we're most likely going to be signing on a permanent basis as well. Yeah. Um, so we have we have we have depth in there, but you know, to Almonte Torre, you know, it was. I mean, we'll we'll definitely be giving our the players who are leaving their flowers and our thoughts and stuff like that when it gets to the end of the season. But you know, he, we 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 definitely wouldn't be here. Uh, the club wouldn't be here today without you know some of his incredible achievements for us. I mean, he is like what three, maybe uh, maybe even four. You know, Europa League goals for us. Don't even mention how many crucial assists he has. Even though even though he looks like a very clumsy you know player, he's definitely clumsy the defensive side of things. You know, he still did a lot for us. For sure, for sure. And then, of course, on top of that, defensively, we got Hasebe retiring at the end of the season. So if, yeah. if Indica goes and Ture goes and Hasebe is retiring, you know, our center, our center back situation is a little bit dire. Um, like you mentioned, yes, our, our outside situation is pretty decent on the left and the right there. But the center is that's a little bit uh, it's not it's not looking super great right now. No, it's not. We're definitely going to be making a lot of moves in the winter on the defense, or in the winter. And yikes, I'm thinking about winter here. <laughs> <laughs> it must be the must be the Wisconsin air I'm getting off of you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. The summer transfer winter, we're going to have to make some huge, you know, defensive <clears throat> moves. You know, I mean, um, I don't know if Yakish is going to be a solid center back for us. I definitely would not like for that to be our our starting center back coming into the next year. I definitely want someone a little bit more seasoned in that back line. I mean. Probably will probably be giving Smolchich quite a lot of time, who maybe a started for us next year. Um, and then yeah, depending on what signings we get in, I mean, there I haven't heard anything about any center backs being brought in um, or even being talked to right now. But you know, it's we're not like a Real Madrid or Manchester United where you know one player sneezes, I want to leave. You know, they're going to jump onto that person. So right. that's going to be that. Those are going to be surprise signings for us, especially. But. Um, Omar Mamouche could, it seems like almost a done deal. Um, the the striker from Wolfsburg who scored against us, ironically. So that would be very interesting because you know, the front line is definitely going to be a little bit weaker because Kolomani is probably going to be gone by the summer, which is probably a best for us and probably not best for us, but best for us in the financial aspect. Great for him <laughs> for his career. So. Depending if Rafael Boris stays with us as well, so I think this this uh, potential most likely Mamouche signing is um, definitely going to be a, a positive thing for us coming in, but that's not solidified yet. Yeah, I thought I saw something today about uh, he had completed his physical, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I saw something too. I mean, Christopher Michel, um, I don't know if you follow him yep. on Twitter, but he always has great tweets. Yeah, he was mentioning something about, you know, it's def- not a done deal yet, but it's definitely heading in the right direction. Yeah. Um, well, Usam Awar? Yeah, I don't know, oh, yeah, I don't know how to pronounce it. The center, he's a central midfielder from Lyon. Uh, so, 
I will say this much about him. I probably have only seen two games of him. The only reason why I'm super excited about him is because when I was playing FIFA career mode, he went up to like a 90 FIFA rated player. So <laughs> he could be a lot of fun. I Yeah, I don't know anything about him. I just saw, you know, <clears throat> the, the, the rumor mill, of course, um, you know, whether or not to sign him. But, I mean, if he's playing center mid, that could be – you know, if, if Kamada leaves or even if So leaves, because there's been that talk, you know, then he might be a good fit right there. Yeah, for sure. I definitely agree with you on that because we really don't have anybody else like as a central midfield player. I mean, the only other real central midfield player we have is Jakic, and we were just talking about him as a center potential center back. So, right. I mean, you know, the only other person we really have is the American Paxson Aronson. You know, he's our only other role. He's he was only a winger with the union, but he would probably have to step in that midfield, that center midfield spot for us. Yeah. Shit, man, <laughs> you have a lot of fucking holes. Like this is this is not a good realization right now. No, no, it's like Swiss cheese. It's just full of holes right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it may have to be even a formation change and put um, Guts and Lindstrom over there, but I don't know if Lindstrom is going to like that. Um. That is another topic that we need to put a pin in and put that for the summer podcast. Damn it. Damn it, damn it, damn it. Oh, well. But, well, I guess we can kind of continue the negative side of things here because um, news came out today that the Italian minister has decided to uh, ban Napoli from selling away tickets for next week's Champions League game. And they will go as far as denying entry to any German uh, nationalist trying to uh, go into the next week's game. And um, so, somehow, not really surprising that the um, Syria or even you know, some someone remotely in the Italian kind of government is hailing this right now, especially with us, because they didn't like what we did with Inter Milan. They didn't like what we did with Napoli back in the uh, Europa League a few years ago. And... Um, Kind of bullshit that they're even allowed to do this. Yeah, I'm waiting to see if UEFA responds. And even if, I don't know if UEFA can respond, you know, because it's uh, it's an Italian government ministry that is making this decision. So, you know, that, you know, I don't know how much UEFA can actually infringe on their sovereignty there. But I think when it comes to European soccer, this could set a precedent then of clubs, you know, or governments saying, no, no, you can't sell tickets for to the away you know, away fans. Um, and I, you know, I saw a lot of a lot of Frankfurt fans on on social media talking about the fact that they'd already bought and paid for, you know, hotel and transportation down there, and now all of a sudden this comes out. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It definitely would have made sense if you know the Italian government came out on this when we drew Napoli and they said, okay, like. You know, we're not going to handle this, which, you know, would definitely be more fan, more in favor of the fans that did purchase the tickets, like you said. Oh, excuse me. Either way, it's still freaking bullshit that they are um, allowing allowing to do this. But I did see a tweet. Um, I don't know if it was uh, oh, well, had it been today. Um, it said that even if UEFA were to step in, it would definitely be a good thing because they would halt that decision give it like a lengthy process of when they will come out with that decision. But while that process is going, fans will still come into the um, stadium and such like that. But like you said, even if we, if it gets into the way of it, I don't know what the 
you know, implications or I guess um, repercussions would be for the Italian government to, you know, do that kind of thing. Like, I don't know how if it would be like, hey, like you owe so and so money because we lost so much revenue on this game. I mean, obviously we're going to watch the Napoli Frankfurt game, but how many, you know, <laughs> neutrals are, are going to watch that? Right. So we'll see. I mean, it's either way, it's absolutely fucking bullshit. And, you know, there's definitely a more distasteful mouth and uh, more, more distaste in my mouth right now um, when it comes to, you know, the Bundesliga and the Serie A and stuff like that. Um, but that's also been, you know, brewing for, you know, decades, you know, even before I was born. So nothing new on that front end. Um, but yeah, you know, Diatla, the boys back in action on Saturday against a struggling Stuttgart team, but this is one of those games, man, where I'm more worried about us than I am about the opponent. Yeah, I mean, Stuttgart, you know, they're at the bottom, you know, getting close to that relegation zone. But, you know, they, they're they one of those teams where if you're not careful, they're going to get you. You know, since the return from the Men's World Cup, they've only been held goalless once. So they've scored in every match since the Men's World Cup except for one. Um, and when I think about how our center backs have been playing, that's a little concerning. They take a lot of shots, fourth highest amount in the Bundesliga. And then, of course, you got Borna Sosa coming down the left-hand side there who's got the second highest amount of crosses in the Bundesliga. You know, so when you look at, like, Buta and how he did this past uh, weekend against Wolfsburg, you know, I thought there were a couple times where he was a little bit flat with his touches. He got just manhandled by Patrick Vimmer in the corner. Um, you know, the cross was great to, to, to Kolomuani, but other than that, um, it'll be interesting to see how, how we respond and how we react to Sosa. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely one of those players to keep an eye out, right? I mean, it's, it, it, it's, it's, it's definitely going to be tough on us. You know, it's definitely not going to be a cakewalk, but I mean, the only good thing about this that I can think of is this is our first home game in like two weeks. Um, since Napoli, you know, now we're finally coming back home after that game. So it's, 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 it's going to be tough. I mean, those, I, I had no idea they were, they've only held goalless once since the, the return of the men's world cup. But I mean, what I say to that stat is we don't fucking have a, we don't do clean sheets. I mean, yeah. we had what one clean sheet against Werder Bremen and then Hatsa maybe this year. But then other than that, oh, then I guess maybe Shaka as well. But then other than that, I could go as I, I'm. I'm going to keep going back and keep flubber. Oh, here we go. Stuttgart kickers. That's the last time we had our um, last uh, or our 2022 uh, uh, clean sheet, and that was back in October. So, <laughs> so what you're saying? Yeah, is they can score. Yeah. That's fine with me. <laughs> I'm sure that's fine with with um, you know Hasiba, Tuta, and Dika, whoever's going to be in the back line there. Um, that said, I think but, yeah. I think you know defensively they're 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 kind of a mess, you know, which is why they're at the bottom, you know. So yeah, they take shots and they can score goals, you know, one goal a game. But I think you know I think this is going to be a good for us, you know, to to get a win going into the Champions League. 
Yeah, I mean, we need this, right? We need we need this. We actually need to. This is honestly a must-win game for us to really lead us into the rest of the season because we kind of need that extra extra oomph going into Napoli. And to be honest with you, man, I don't I don't even know if I want to see uh, Colomani start in the Stuttgart game. I want to see Rafa Boris start just so he can get his legs warm, get the build his confidence, so he can you know get ready to start against Napoli. Yeah, um, I would like to see that as a change, you know, coming into this game. Um, and then other than that, I mean, I think Jubil Sol needs to come back so, you know, we can, you know, get his legs a little bit warm before Napoli. And I mean, other than that, I don't really see too many other changes. I mean, unless we want to put in Smolcic in, instead of Hasebe or maybe even Jakic instead of Hasebe so we can get his legs warmed up before the Napoli game because I, I, I just don't, I would not understand Glasner's, um, you know, thinking if we did not start Jakic in the second leg, but it would start him in the first leg. Um but yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you want to see any changes within the lineup against this uh, Stuttgart team. Uh, I think you you raise a really good point about having uh, Bore starting and playing, um, especially since, like you said, like Kolomuani is out for, against Napoli, so you might as well give Bore a chance to get in there and you know just do his thing. Um, I I also think that Hasebe just needs to sit this one out. Because we saw what happened last time where he'd been playing, what, three matches in a row or something like that. I mean, he just – he doesn't have the legs anymore. So, no. you know, we need to rotate a little bit. And I think it's good for, you know, somebody, you know, like Schmolchich to get more time um, to grow into that position. Yeah. No, I definitely – yeah, nail on the coffin right there. I, def- I, I couldn't agree with you more with, with Schmolchich and Haseba resting and all of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, do I mean, I think in terms of, you know, a prediction for this game, you know, um, or maybe, maybe we should hold off on the predictions here first. Um, probably should talk a little bit about current state of, you know, anti Frankfurt currently on the men's side of things. Um, where do, where do we stand, Jason? I well, honestly have no idea right now. Since February. So our last five matches, we have only won two. We have uh, yep. we we went win loss win loss and then the last match against Wolfsburg was our draw. Um, Not good. And since we returned from the Men's World Cup, we've won only three matches. So we've just not good. Yeah, it's just been kind of inconsistent and flat at times. Um, and, and this is where you know I, I I don't know if it's I don't know what it is. To be honest, I've, I've been trying to think about like what could be possibly causing this. Is it the Champions League? But you know, we had matches before that, so I don't know. It's are we are we worried or are we panicking? I think. I, 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 wait, wait. Let me rephrase that. Let me rephrase that. We're definitely worried. I, I think everybody right now is definitely worried. Are we? Are, I don't know if we're at the panic. Are we, I don't know if we're panicking yet. Are we looking at panicking? Um, well, if you look at our upcoming schedule, past Stuttgart, we've got Union Berlin, Bochum, which we should, you know, we should do well against Bochum. But then we've got Leverkusen, Gladbach, and Dortmund. So those are going to be some tough matches. You know, four of our... So what I'm hearing is panicking. Uh, (laughs) I, I think it depends. Like, if we can't pull something off against Bochum... I think then we start panicking. <laughs> no, I agree with you. And honestly, if we don't pull anything against Union Berlin right now, uh, but, um, after the Napoli game, I think I think that's where we panic as well because 
the Bundesliga is a league of streaks, you know, and Union Berlin has been kind of a downward spiral. And obviously, you know, that game doesn't happen for another two weeks, but we're definitely being way ahead of ourselves. But it's, um, yeah, if if we don't get a result against Union or even Bochum, um, yeah, I think full-on panic mode, like DEFCON 5, you know, raise all the alarms. Like, it's definitely going to be um, all hands on deck sort of situation after that. Um, but yeah, I mean... Stuttgart, Saturday, 9.30 a.m. here on the Eastern Standard Time. Um, probably going to be on ESPN+. Plus. What, what are we thinking here? What kind of scoreline are we are we hoping for? I'm going with 3-1 for Frankfurt. Love that. I love that. I love that we're staying away from the clean sheet as well. Yep. Well, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> How about you? Um I I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna tail you on the win side of things. I do think we're gonna win two one. Um, I don't know if we're gonna be that high scoring because um, if we do have RKM, maybe we'll hit the three one. But if I definitely want to stick to the Bore kind of prediction and have a Bore starting, so I definitely think it'd be a two one situation. So I'm gonna predict a two one game uh, or two one win here for the Atla. Nice. Nice is indeed. Um, well, Jason. This was definitely fun. Yeah. This was definitely a first for the HEF pod. And uh, honestly, hope we do it again together because uh, we, uh, you know, we were, Jason and I were a little bit worried about the timing side of things because usually, you know, the more people you have, the, the more time you speak. But we, I feel like we covered a lot of good juice here. Oh, for sure. <laughs> awesome. So uh, where you can, well, actually, where can we find you on the social space here, Jason? I am on Twitter at Jason L. Canole, K-N-O-L-L. Looks like Noel, but the K is pronounced. <laughs> and then you can find me uh, on the Twitter space at S-G-E, Matt and Y. You can find me on the uh, on the Instagram space on underscore Wagner eight, and then you can find us all here at HEF Pod. You know, you can find us on our website at hefpod.com. You can follow our Twitter at HeyAntiFunkFood. Follow the Instagram at HeyAntiFunkFood. Facebook, uh, Discord, um, whatever you have, we're probably on it. Um, you know this. Uh, this has just been, you know, it's definitely an interesting time with the Frankfurt right now. We we just need a win, man. We need a win Saturday just to get some positivity in us. Yes, we do. <laughs> well, everybody, thank you for listening. And then until then, juice. You know, if you think we're ever going to get rid of Timothy Chandler, you must be on drugs because that's never going to freaking happen. <laughs> Hey, I'm a fine for a la 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 la. Hey, I'm a fine for a la 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 la.